0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas, by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dale Lipman. I want to introduce you to the better side of fighting, and that is both the better and to be a better, B-E-T-T-O-R. Um, super happy with the way the show has grown lately and could not be more overwhelmed with the support and the success that we've seen, both in lining our fistful of cash and just being better as a community, so I really appreciate that, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Saving Grace Oil, go to savinggraceoil.com, enter promo code CASH20, get 20% off uh, your entire order of CBD and full spectrum hemp products, absolutely life-changing products, CASH20, cannot recommend enough, savinggraceoil.com, it's the real deal, also want to give a big shout out to Alpha Outpost, absolutely fantastic company, and they are you know, the go to subscription box for outdoor and tactical gear. Absolutely love their products. High quality, high grade, swear by them. Absolutely fantastic. Great customer service, friendly team. Love it. Alpha Outpost. Uh, follow them on Instagram as well. Great Instagram feed. All right, let's get right into this card. Um, I've been battling. Well, I was battling. I'm feeling a little bit more on the men now. Had food poisoning on Monday. Um, most of the day Monday was out of, uh, out of commission, and a good majority of the day Tuesday I was a mess. Um, against my better judgment, I got a suspect chicken salad wrap from Whole Foods. Um, I should have known better when I started eating it that it was bad. The chicken salad portion of it was a little runny. It uh, wasn't really held together the way you like to see your chicken salad being held together. So... Um, Equal part stupidity on my part and bad, I don't know, I don't know where the, 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 bacteria entered the picture with that, but, uh, shouldn't have eaten it. Shouldn't have been sitting out there for someone dumb like me to eat it. But you know, my stupid caveman self, I was just like me, I'm hungry for sandwich. And I just ate it without thinking. And within 20 minutes I was keeled over, uh, thought I was going to the hospital, spent most of the night uh, Monday, just fever dream, just sweating like crazy, you know couldn't be more than you know ten feet away from a bucket or a toilet. It was just a nightmare, and Tuesday was like a lesser degree of that uh if Friday was a ten, Tuesday was like a four and a half five still felt like crap. uh Wednesday started to feel a little like you know a little bit more myself, and then today is like the first day that I felt absolutely back to normal uh with all things so i'm thankful for that you know when they talk about man if you don't have your health you ain't got shit you that's really it i mean every nothing else matters when you're so sick you can't move and you know it's so weird but it made me think of like oregon trail days you know what i mean like you go out there on the on, on the wagon and people die from dysentery and then as a kid you learn that dysentery is just diarrhea and you're like oh from out there, without a fresh, you know, water source or any sort of modern medicine whatsoever, you could see how something like diarrhea could actually kill you. The dehydration could actually get you. Um, it's unbelievable. You know, luckily, uh, my wife took excellent care of me. Uh, it definitely pays dividends having a nurse for a significant other. She uh, absolutely, you know, kept me on this side of the the grass for sure. Uh, super thankful for her, but anyway, let's get into this th- this card this weekend. There are a lot of fights on this card. I'm going to put the prelim card, like I always do, on the Instagram post that we put up Saturdays. Uh, that again is just limited to wins and losses, uh, or you know, fight predictions on who we think is going to win and lose. A show like this is more for the main card and breakdowns. If you have any questions on any breakdowns or anything like that, shoot them to me via DM, email, fistfulofcashpod, at gmail.com. Be happy to break down those fights for you. Have breakdowns for them, and I use that when I go into the things. Um, Last card was a little wild. We started out fantastic um, and then sort of plateaued. Kudos to Anthony Pettis, man. Just well, you know, it's so crazy. And I thought about making like, you know, putting like a, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, like a little slideshow on Instagram or whatever. I was texting a buddy of mine about that fight. And, you know, I told him, I said, the one thing I really don't like about Wonder Boy is he's always there for, to be hit. And when he is there to be hit, he does not have a good chin. If you think about his last couple of fights, he's been knocked down in each time he's been hit. Not like, not like he's absorbed strikes and not gone down. The first time he was hit in the Darren Till fight went down. The last two times uh, that he was hit in the Tyron Woodley fights, you know, the first time he was hit flush, he went down. He has a bad chin, and, uh, you know, the, the stance that he, you know, he, he was standing sideways, he didn't see the punch come in. It's always the ones that you don't see that knock you out, and it was, he was doing half the work by standing with his, with his face turned the way it was because that neck can only rotate so much to the left or the right or up or down and that freaking that light gets turned off and he was halfway to sleepyville anyway by the way he was standing and then anthony pettis hit him just far enough to push that that chin over the little prime meridian of awake you know consciousness and unconsciousness and lights out man that was it and uh you know the punch that put him out was bad but dude the two punches that anthony pettis hit him with when he was on the ground good night those were bad um you know i don't know if it was dan henderson flying elbow and michael bisping bad or Derek lewis um hitting travis brown when travis brown was unconscious bad but holy shit man did he leave man he he uncorked some bombs on wonder boy's face uh yeah, it was bad. Also, Wonder Boy's 36, too. Can we just go to Wonder Man, or can you just drop the boy thing and just, like, call yourself the WB or something like that? You're not a boy anymore. And as far as I'm concerned, from, like, 25 on, if somebody called me a boy and you weren't, like, 60 years old, we got to have words or we got to, you know, we got to have a grown man conversation. To be 36 and be walking around having people call you Wonder Boy that aren't your grandpa, it's weird, man. You got to upgrade the name, um, not necessarily like Diego Sanchez from the dream to the nightmare, back to the dream or whatever he is. You don't have to do anything that drastic. But the Wonder Boy thing, let's just let that go. Let's just go with Stephen Thompson. That's cool. You don't have to have a nickname at this point. Just like Jim Miller, like Jim Miller actually is the nickname A10, but nobody ever calls him Jim A10 Miller. He just goes by Jim Miller. It's a great great nickname or great fight name whatever a10 my favorite aircraft absolutely love a10s um just just an absolute workhorse uh, of a piece of machinery and a a suitable and fitting name for a guy like jim miller but all that to say uh you know drop the wonder boy thing man it's just freaking weird at this point but let's get into it main card shaman morais sadiq Youssef. I like Yousef in this fight, man. I really do. Dude is just... I don't know what it is about him. I don't necessarily think he's ever going to be a champion, but the guy is a hard out for anybody. Really hard. Uh, Shaman Marais, quality fighter as well. So Yousef's coming back at minus 145, and Marais is coming up at plus 115. I kind of just like the idea of avoiding this fight because it's really, really close. Again, we've seen these with the since the, the merger, since the ESPN thing we say this week in and week out the matchmaking has gotten super fine tuned. Um Sean Shelby and all those guys are doing a fantastic job uh with you know the the fight matchups as of late. I, I have I have no complaints. The only thing I complain about is the interim title shots, which is a Dana White thing, and the money fights that hold up divisions. Outside of that, if you're like a a three through a 15 or a three even through like a 30 um in any division you are getting good quality matchups where there are really hard uh things to be said about you know uh not hard thing but we we're not seeing big, huge, heavy favorites anymore. Last week we saw a couple big ones, and that came back to bite everybody in the ass. Plus three forty-five for Anthony Pettis. Some books had him at plus three ninety. Snuffed him in the second round. Absolutely wild. So anyway, I like I like Yusef in this fight. Minus one forty-five. Good value on him there. Uh, absolutely worth taking a stab at. You know, uh, could could definitely be uh, a sneaky sneaky contender for fight of the night. Um, you know really could featherweight matchup uh you know you're looking at a guy and yusef that's currently uh undefeated as far as being under the ufc banner and you know won his last fight by a really really nice tko so uh i like him in this fight i expect big things out of him uh and we will see what happens come saturday night it's going to be a great card i mean it you need violence for a Philadelphia crowd because Philadelphia fans are the most fickle of all sports fans in anything. So if it's not entertaining to what they deem to be the standards of entertaining, they're going to whine and moan and groan and boo and everything else. But that's just the type of people they are. So anyway, moving away from that, you got Paul Craig versus Kennedy Njoku, uh, or Njeku, however, I forget how he says it, but all the same. Paul Craig, switches his name up. Uh, I think he was going as Braveheart for a while. Now he goes by the Bear Jew. I don't necessarily know that Paul Craig's a Jew. Kind of problematic if he's not. So I don't know if that counts as like appropriate. I mean, I'm not on that left-leaning political correctness on appropriation and things like that. But it's 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 weird to call yourself a Jew if you're not a Jew. And I don't know what the Jewish population in Scotland currently is. Um, that might just be my own ignorance. I don't know, but it's a weird thing if you're a Scottish dude with that accent and you're calling yourself the Bear Jew. But anyway, uh Kennedy and Jacku is no joke. Coming in at six and O, big, strong, two o five or six four. I I'm not sold on Paul Craig. I every time I bet on this dude, I end up losing. I don't necessarily think that he's got the strongest skill set. He damn sure doesn't have a great gas tank. Um, you know, most recently lost via submission. And, you know, prior to that, he was knocked out by Khalil Roundtree. If you're looking at his wins inside the UFC, he's beat Henrique Da Silva and Magomed Ankolov. That's it. Now, he lost to Tyson Pedro and lost to Jimmy Crute. And lost to Khalil Roundtree. He's got a propensity to be, propensity to be finished, submitted, and knocked out, um, which isn't uncommon in 205ers because how big everybody is. But coming in ten and three, and six zero. I like Injaku in this fight just based off the fact that I don't necessarily think that uh, Paul Craig's going to be able to do a lot of research on him, get a lot of homework. And Injeku's seen a lot of success in other promotions. Um the hype train as far as you know the whisperers in the back uh are behind him and he's coming in at minus one ninety, minus one ninety against Paul Craig's plus one fifty-five. And I think that's for good reason. I would avoid Paul Craig in this fight, not necessarily taking uh Injeku, but I'm avoiding Paul Craig. I would lean heavy Jeku on this one. Just gonna lean heavy on it. Uh not going to go one way or the other the instagram post will probably have the green next to his name because we're just doing predictions but as far as betting goes because this show's about betting i'm avoiding this and leaning in jeku um i'm avoiding the shaman murray sadiq Youssef fight um, until props come out uh, Yousef by finish is something that I'm interested in once it finally comes out. If you can get Yousef inside the distance, let's take that. I don't; It's not out right now because we haven't even had weigh-ins yet, and not all books offer inside the distance for lower-level fights like this. But if you can find it, that's the one I'm taking. Uh, or fight to be finished inside the distance, even better. So then we're just looking for a finish. Doesn't matter who wins. So either one of those would be fantastic. I'm uh, going to move on up the card now. And Carolina Kovalkiewicz and Michelle Watterson, the Karate Hottie. A very suitable name. I will, I'm just going to leave it at that. A very suitable name. And Carolina Kovalkiewicz or Kovalkiewicz, whatever. I, I, I can't pronounce her name. Um, first underdog value of the night as far as what we're talking about uh, in the main card. Michelle Watterson plus 125. I'm We don't bet on women's MMA. But. I'm going to bet on this fight. I'm going to bet a lot of money on Michelle Watterson. I know. I know. I know. Many moons ago. It was said on this very show. If you hear me wanting to bet on women's MMA. You have full permission. To punch me. Well. Well. Anybody in the greater Charleston, South Carolina area, I'm here for the punching. I am going to bet a lot of money on Michelle Watterson on this fight plus 125. I think Carolina is broken. Broken after that Jessica Andrade fight. I've it one of the more brutal female on female knockouts I've ever seen. You do not recover from something like that. Carolina looked terrified going into that fight and she should andrage is a tank i'm terrified for for rose namayunas whenever that fight comes around michelle watterson hashtag mom champ she's on th- th- this fight is going to be a thing of beauty to watch they're evenly matched in stand up they're evenly matched on the ground the only difference i think is carolina has a little bit better of a gas tank but michelle watterson has the killer instinct that carolina does not have that's going to cost her I like Michelle Waterson getting it done, probably by decision, but plus one twenty-five, huge underdog value. I'm crushing that line, crushing that line. All right, what else we got? Josh Emmett, Michael Johnson. I dude, Michael Johnson. I don't know what to expect with this dude. I've nineteen and thirteen. I've never seen a record that's that that is less a a, a marker for how good a guy actually is. Um, you know. I know some of you out there are screaming Artem Lobov, but he sucks. Um, and his record's accurate that way for a reason. There's a reason why he's a losing record. The only person that comes close as far as talent based a crappy record would be Mark Hunt. Because I think Mark Hunt's like 12 and 13 or something. Very similar uh, to to Michael Johnson at 19 and 13. Um, Josh Emmett looks like an absolute stud. And then he got his skull caved in by uh, Jeremy Stevens in a... Don't know if that was necessarily a dirty finish, but boy, was it close. Um, and this fight is a straight pick-em. Uh, both, both these guys coming back at minus 115. This might be an avoidance fight. Really might be an avoidance fight. You've got the power and the endurance of Josh Emmett going up against the speed and accuracy of Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson looked like a freaking stud back when he fought Artem Lobov. But again, he fought Artem Lobov. Michael Johnson is one of those dudes, man. If you sleep on him, he will put you to sleep. Josh Emmett was dude, it was like one fight away from a title shot uh, until the the Jeremy Stevens train hit him. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna lean Michael Johnson in this fight. Just gonna lean it. Just gonna lean it. Um, it's really hard to recover from knockouts like that, man. Even though it's been a year plus since we've seen Josh Emmett. Um, it's been a long time, let me see if I can find how how long it's been since he's fought, I think the Jeremy Stevens fight was the last one, and yeah, that was February 24th of last year, so it's been over a year, and you need at least a year, um, you need at least a year after a knockout like that, you really do, you, you, I mean, you really, really do, and you know, We'll see how the brain recovered, man. You know, if he took, I would say he'd have to take at least seven months off, no sparring, no head contact, whatever after a knockout like that, and then light, light, light until he comes back. And I, I, I would be shocked to see him come back and have the durability that he showed showcased in the past. I like Michael Johnson in this fight as a pick. I'm probably just going to lean that way. Um. I just Josh Emmett scares me after a knockout like that. I have to be sh- I have to be pro like shown that a guy is able to withstand the punishment when he comes back knowing full well you know what he endured the fight prior. So, you know, he got absolutely melted last time. Took a year off. I need to see that the chin's back before I'm willing to put money on you for your next fight. So if I'm ever going to bet on Josh Emmett again, it's not going to be this fight. It's going to be his next fight. And in the interim, I think Michael Johnson's the play here just based off the fact of his speed, his accuracy, and, you know, like I said, Josh Emmett's coming off a huge brain injury. So I mean, why not? Uh minus one fifteen, just going to lean that way. I'm not overly confident in being able to say that Josh Emmett's going to win this fight. So I'm just going to lean on Michael Johnson. Co main event, David Branch, Jack Hermanson. Um, You know, David Branch is a mystery to me based upon the fact that he has been so good everywhere but the UFC. I mean, you're talking about a, a former two division champion in another promotion. Then he comes back to the UFC and we see, you know, we see mixed success. He comes back, wins a split decision, then. Gets submitted by Luke Rockhold, then wins against Tiago Santos, who's getting ready to fight John Jones for the belt, and then gets knocked out by Jared Cannonier. Now, how, how do you how do you how do you make hide nor hair of that? You beat Christoph Jocko, you lose to Luke Rockhold. Then you beat the guy that's getting ready to fight for the title, then you lose to Jared Cannonier. Now, to be to be fair, Jared Cannonier reinvented himself. He looks like a monster now. He's at he's an absolute beast. But um david branch remains a mystery me a mystery to me jack hermanson on the other hand is another guy i feel like just recently was fighting in the middle of the undercards he really was then all of a sudden he put together a little streak and now he's back up but you're talking about a guy he beat alex nicholson which i think that dude's fighting for like tips online from people that from like a porn site or something like that i think was the last time he fought uh then he beat brad scott then Hermanson lost to Tiago Santos, who Branch beat. Um, then he lost to Talos Ladies. Talos Ladies. I mean, crazy. And then submitted uh, Gerald Gerald Mearshart, who's fighting on this card as well. Um, I don't necessarily think that Hermanson has the quality of, uh, of opponent that, that David Branch has seen. I don't necessarily know that they've been of the the appropriate skill level. And when looking at a mutual combatant in Tiago Santos, one knocked out the new title challenger. The other one was knocked out by the new title challenger. So David Branch, slight underdog 105, I'm going to play it. I'm just going to play at 105. It's worth it. Hermanson's only coming back at minus 135. Not necessarily worth the play, even if you're doing one unit or two unit or or whatever plays on it. It's really not worth that return. So I'm going to go ahead and put a unit on branch just to try to make a little bit of my money back, which brings us right back to the main event. Edson Barboza versus Justin Gaethje. Sucks that Soup's not here tonight because Soup and Justin Gaethje look identical. Like, bro, these dudes look identical. Justin Gaethje's eyes are a little bit lazier than Soups, but these dudes, twenty three and me, is all I'm gonna say. These cats look identical. Um, I like. Oh man, I'm gonna break this fight down as 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 best I can. Edson Barboza and Justin Gaethje both have the two best leg kicks in the lightweight division right now. I do not think that Justin Gaethje is going to try to kick Edson Barboza's legs, even though that is one of Justin Gaethje's go-to weapons for anybody, is that inside leg kick. I do not see him trying to do that again, Edson Barboza. And if he does, it's just a gun versus gun battle, and Justin Gaethje will lose that. Um, conversely, I'm afraid that Barboza is going to use those kicks on Justin Gaethje, uh, who has been known to be kicked in the past and struggle with that. Um... Justin Gaethje's just sort of been like a, a sprint to the finish as far as who can kick somebody's legs into non-functioning first. So if Edson Barboza goes out and starts doing that, my big concern with Justin Gaethje is the chin is starting to go. It's not gone, but it's starting to go. Um, he s- appears to be getting rocked easier and easier every time he fights, which makes me super nervous because Edson Barboza, especially in the Dan Hooker fight, has never looked more accurate, never looked more complete, never looked more composed. Edson Barboza looked to be on a championship level of fighting Zen last time that he fought Dan Hooker, um, which, you know, I, I may re, I may repost it on uh, Instagram. We called that fight to a T on how Edson Barboza was going to win that fight. Edson Barboza's kryptonite in the past has been what Jace, Justin Gaethje is, though, a pressure fighter. Um, Edson Barboza takes time to set up while he's able to throw his kicks very very quickly without many tells he has to like plant and there's a like a half breath before he engages in any sort of sequence whatsoever and if Justin Gaethje or Tony Ferguson or Khabib or any of these guys that are high pressure fighters can uh, take advantage of that half second that that pause can stay in front of him so he can't get set going backwards. He can't readjust his gloves on his hands like he likes to do. If they can do that, stop him from allowing to get into his rhythm with adjusting his gloves and pulling down his shorts and, you know, circling out away and, and, and doing these things. If if Gaethje can stay on him, he wins this fight. Barboza looks so freaking good last time we saw him fight. But he tends to lose the fights that get him to, like, I'm going to fight for the belt next. And realistically, with the way the lightweight division's shaking out, with the way that, um, you know, who knows what the Connor thing or whatever would love to see be versus Tony. Tony's got his own stuff going on. Um, I could see it being a thing realistically where if Barboza wins this fight, he has to rematch Tony. I could see it. That first fight, if you haven't seen Edson Barboza versus Tony Ferguson one definitely go check it out because number two is more than likely going to be just as good as number one. Whenever number two happens, these guys are on a collision course for a rematch. Um, Barboza or Gaethje, I think the winner gets Tony Ferguson, if I'm going to be honest, because I don't think that Khabib is uh, is fighting Tony Ferguson. I don't see them making that fight a fifth time and having it fall through. Interim belt be damned. I just don't see it happening. They're going to find some other way to 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 get that belt out of Tony's hands so that way he doesn't have a legitimate claim to a title shot, whatever that may be. Um, all that to say, Justin Gagey plus 115, I'm going to take Justin Gaethje just based off the fact that Edson Barboza has struggled so mightily in the past with pressure fighters. I think that Justin Barbo or Justin Barboza Justin Gaethje is going to be able to get this done and get it done inside the distance. I'm looking at Justin Gaethje round four. Justin Gaethje round four, Um, and that's that's basically it as far as the main card. So uh, if we're just on a whim, I just want to do it just to throw it together for the old S and G's we're going to take everybody we said is going, that's going to win so let's take Justin Gaethje let's take Dave, uh David Branch we're going to take Michael Johnson we're going to take Michelle Waterson. we're going to take Kennedy and Joku and where's my man Youssef at let me pull him up on the book here Sadiq Youssef. and we're going to throw that parlay together I'm going to throw the whole parlay together all six picks I'm going to put one unit on it and you're getting 4.6 return on your money so uh picks aside leans aside i'm due for a i'm i'm due i'm due to get an entire main card right uh we had a five and one on the main card three cards ago we had a five and one on the main card uh you know we're, we're finishing these at eight and four nine and four um we had a seven and six in there somewhere as well but man i'm feeling due i'm feeling real due and in in that case um you know We'll, we'll, you know, oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited about it. Absolutely excited about it. I think it's going to work. Oh, we got somebody wanting to join the live stream. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's go with this. Let's see what you got. Larva. What's it? Larva baby. Oh, three, two. Oh, he's unable to join. All right. That'd be interesting to see what he had to say. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Tune into the Instagram page, Fistful of Cash Podcast. We'll have all your picks available come Saturday right before the event starts. It's going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be a fantastic show. should be a good, bloodthirsty crowd. Excited for that as well. Hope your brackets are doing all right. I don't even want to know what the score to the Tennessee-Purdue game is right now. Whenever I started recording, Purdue was, put, was putting in that work on them. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, outside of that, I uh, appreciate everybody reaching out when I wasn't feeling well. And I appreciate everybody supporting the show. Well, real quick, let me hit the top the top cities, stop the top countries real quick. All right, let's see what we got. will go with last episode. Pull up some stats here, see what we're looking at. Absolutely fantastic download numbers. Appreciate everybody with that. All right, top countries, 10 total countries, fantastic, nice even number, Uh, the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., Ireland, Poland, Germany, Czech Republic, New Zealand, and Spain, and then, uh, let's see, top 10 cities, we got Boston, Honolulu, Toronto, St. Petersburg, Florida, Nantucket, Kalamazoo, Michigan ashburn virginia st paul minnesota victoria british columbia and Juneau, alaska appreciate all you guys where's my man dc been man usually san jose uh is up there you know and just i don't know what's going on with that man also shout out to all the ufc fighters and professional athletes that continue to support the show on instagram i appreciate you guys don't know if you listen to the show or not um uh, but who do we who we interact with this last week bilal muhammad um Derek Brunson, Matt Mitrione, and uh, oh man, I'm losing her name. Ruby Singh, uh, boxer. Appreciate you guys and ladies, and appreciate the support. And we need to get back to doing interviews. I was really reaching out and trying to. We were doing a lot there for a while, and then I just got away from it. New baby and pregnant wife and all that stuff will do it to you. So. All right, guys, that's going to wrap things up. Appreciate you. Check the Instagram page. you got any questions about fights or anything betting related, shoot them over fistful of cash, POD at gmail.com. And if you really like the show and you want to support what we're doing, appreciate that a lot too. Uh, You can always go to Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. And then check out the the show sponsors. They really make the whole thing spin around alpha outpost and uh, saving grace oil with promo code cash, 20, 20% off full spectrum hemp products. Anyway. All right, that's enough. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Be good to each other and we'll talk to everybody on Saturday or next week. I'll talk to you sooner on social media. See you.